It may be sunny in LA, but I stay bringing the shade. You think you have me figured out? Until you don't. This is Black Reality Kiki with AJ. And your girl, Fresha. We're getting into season 14 of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's all about the shade, the drama, and the slays. Come, Come take, take a, a BRK. BRK. Honey, here we are again. We're back once again. How you feel? I feel good. Um, You know, I think that the ladies of Atlanta gave us a really good episode to kiki about. So I'm really just ready to get into it. How are you feeling today, A? I am feeling really good. You know, we had a busy weekend. We had family slash friends in town. It was great to see them. And now I'm here recording with my main girl, Frizz. And I'm excited because I enjoyed thoroughly enjoyed this week's episode you know i felt like we're finally on the climb to something big and dramatic and i'm so excited about that and so i'm ready to hear what you thought and to get into it let's do it so what do we kick off this week so in the first scene of the episode we see marlo pulling up to what is soon to be her new construction, new build for a home for her and her nephews. We also see Miss Sheree and Miss Kenya pulling up, which I thought that was a lovely surprise. You know, they've gone down this road of building from the ground up. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than expected. Cough, cough, Chateau Sheree, no shade. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so we see the three ladies kiki a bit about kind of what Marlo has planned for her new, her new home. Honey, it was the matching Bentleys for me in the driveway. You know, I'm sure that um, contractor, but I don't think we got his name, but he was just like, hold on. These ladies are fabulous for real. Okay, I was not prepared for any of it. I was like, first off, shout out to Sheree and Kenya now being friendly. Now they could kiki about the shade that they both were throwing at each other's houses back in the day. And you know their neighbors, so you know they carpooled together there. I am a fan of that. Now, what are your thoughts on Marlo's house? Because first things first why does she have a closet that's double the size of the room almost she had quite a few closets i heard something about a sneaker lounge as well honestly i can't even be mad like if i had as fabulous a closet or wardrobe as marlo hampton you best believe there will be several room matter of fact a whole wing dedicated to that beautiful assortment with the closet bigger than her bedroom i feel like sis might regret that in the long run but i thought it was just that extra level of fabulousness that we all aspire to be one day it's quite literally so over the top but so marlo and i loved every second of it and then we also got into the conversation again about her money and what is she using to pay for this home? And honestly, I'm glad that the girls are finally getting the idea of it really just doesn't matter. Right. Like Marlo is Marlo. She has her money. She's going to be able to build this home. You know, hopefully I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm assuming and hoping that it won't be like Chateau and we'll actually see it come to fruition. And when we do, she'll just be sitting there in her fabulosity. And I'm a fan. Yeah. And honestly, she kept it real. She I think she mentioned she had to cut off or reduce the size by about 1500 square feet or something like that, which mm -hmm. they took it from the different rooms or something, I think something like that to stay within budget quote. So, you know, she's keeping it real that, you know, sometimes you got to scale back on what you're planning for to really make things shake. And honestly, if it looks anything like that house next door that they're building, bravo. 
love because that home was beautiful. That's a dream home. Like, I loved that home. It was the floor to ceiling windows. It was the modern take and everything like that. So I'm curious to see what Marlo's look is going to be at the home because we didn't get much details outside of the floor plan, which I think is intentional. Do you think that she's going to build the house throughout the season? Like, do you think towards the end of the season we'll see, you know, some breaking ground or like some pools of granite or something like that? Yes, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking just that, that it's kind of adding to her, you know, familial storyline with the nephews and building this home. Of, I'm sure she'll kind of bring up that point that she wants to, you know, kind of expand a bit to, to accommodate her extended family. I think it's fitting in nicely. So it's funny because it seems like Marlo's storyline is shaping out to be like pretty wholesome. Like we've seen the business, we've seen the Monty, now this new home that she's building from the ground up again for her family. Like it seems like Marlo, I don't know, like where is the drama? I'm still sitting on the edge of my seat. Like where is the drama going to come in with her besides the fact that she just be going back and forth with Kenya? It seems like there's no real like conflict in her life but we'll see we we will see yeah it's not really giving scandal it's giving just like the fake drama and the shade of all between the girls but it's nothing like girl what's your real tea so i'm curious but again it's because we don't know where the money comes from so that really is the scandal is like where is her money coming from Yep. And the fact that she's been able to just like sustain the whole narrative of like shrug shoulders, even for production, like, you know, I feel like they really probe into all of the ladies' lives and they really don't allow you to hide. I mean, damn, Kenya got kicked off for a whole season for running off and getting married and not letting them know. So the fact that Marlo has just been able to kind of sweep that where does the money come from under the rug this whole time is another finesse in it of itself. I can't even be mad. Because I'm like, what do you think it is? Like, why do you think the producers don't dig deeper or, you know, probe her more? I mean, unless it's coming later, obviously, maybe it will pop up. But up until now, you don't really feel like she's being forced to tell much. People are just like, okay, that's Marlo. Like, do you think one of her men is like on the board of Bravo or some shit? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she has a business now, so maybe she can just claim. I mean, I, I doubt she has to show like tax returns and like show this is where my money is coming from. But I don't know. Maybe it is the business. Maybe she claims it's the business and it really is. Who knows? And I just feel like that question continues to remain. And but for whatever reason, it's not holding back Miss Marlo Hampton and can't be mad at sis. You really can't. You really can't. And so that was a cute little key at Marlo's future home. Shout out to um, the Hamptons, as she called it, I believe. Mm, yes, I love that. Decatur, Georgia, honey. They chatted a little bit about the New York trip that we get more into later. And then we get a surprise from Sheree that Mr. Tyrone may be appearing on the trip. Honey, if his uh, request gets approved, how Ooh, honey. Shout out to the pro. Shout out to the pro, honey. So <laughs> now shout out to the pro, honey. Go ahead and green light that request, sir, because we need that content, whoever you are, sir or madam. Mr. P.O., please just slide that through. We need to see Tyrone. We need that content and Sheree need that dig, okay? Oh, size seal, deliver. I'm yours. <laughs> okay. Honey, that's a mess. Y'all got to pay extra for the singing. <laughs> okay, Lincoln bio. Anyway. <laughs> Period. We then hit up Miss Candy real quick when she's strolling with her man and talking more about the New York trip, honey. And they revisit that Jersey apartment. Yeah, you know what really stuck out for me in that scene was when Candy said 
she was referring to the condo and had said something like, it feels like a rewrapped gift that you have already gave your ex. Mm-hmm. And when she said it like that, I was like, okay, that really painted the picture. And I know that we'll get a bit more into this whole discussion, but I have to say, A, I was torn. I really see Candy's side, but I also really see Todd's side. So we'll we'll kiki about that later. But honey, not the rewrap gift, not the re-gift that you gave to the ex. A mean re-gift. And now, mm, it's like, ooh, when you say it like that, like, sis, I can't even blame you. Mm-mm. More to come, more to come, more to come. What happened next, girl? So then we see Drew and Ralph, the Sedora Pittman home, and they have their uh, therapy session with Dr. Ken, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And the first note before we dig into kind of that conversation, Drew has four assistants. Literally, <laughs> literally, the first notes, first note on my in my notes under Drew's house is four assistants question mark exclamation point. Why do they have four assistants? I just don't understand that. You know what? That is so it's question mark and then exclamation point. Like I feel both of, both of the those things of like why, but also like. Why? I have no clue. And then I also, the thing about her saying that Raph works in technology for four. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Ralph is real corporate. So the way that how we handle our employees, we go through a probation period. We see Anthony pop out, see the camera pop back in. It was so freaking dumb. It's messy. It's giving mess. One of the assistants seems like, like she was with the kids. So is that an assistant or a nanny? You hear the the silence. You hear the silence. I just have nothing to say on uno, dos, tres, and cuatro. It really took me out. It was the Fortune 500 for me. And then the shot of him at the desk. Like, these producers for what get on my nerves because they really just be shady about it all. And then the four assistants. They know. I had so many questions. But we just going to put that whole intro as a big question mark. <laughs> And put that to the side because that wasn't even at the core of this scene. Honey, put that in the box in the back of the closet. B-O-T-C box. Okay, we can have them. Four assistants and those Fortune 500 companies all to the side, please. Jesus. But then Dr. Ken, honey. Dr. Ken sits down with this couple and I don't know how I feel about that therapy session. A couple call outs for me. Number one is, I also didn't know how I felt. As a fly on the wall watching that scene, like I just don't know how productive of a session that was but one thing i will say is if you caught it ralph referred to himself in third person and to me that is a big red flag like he had he said something to the effect of you know drew wants this and ralph really ralph does this for drew and i was like mm, please go pick pick that back up because he literally and then he quickly switched and said I or whatever pronoun that was like first person again but he literally referred to himself in third person well Ralph does this and I do that and da, da, whatever. And I'm like oh no we dealing with a man that refers to himself it's giving very Stevie J kind of you know like it just to me is a red flag when it, it's like disassociating yourself from your behavior and it's just a, it's a it's a huge like question mark and exclamation point all at the same time like wait whoa but i mean yeah dr ken, it just i don't know dr ken's advice it just i don't know again i don't know how productive that session was what do you think i think for me from dr ken's perspective it was interesting that he wanted to challenge drew 
to be more in the moment and he did not even acknowledge drew's you know unveiling her emotions and wanted to express herself to her husband now granted he could have done that and it just didn't make the edit and i'll want to give him that credit but i feel like for me just the whole experience did not seem effective. It seemed like, yeah, I'm gonna call out that you argue all the time and attack each other, and now we're gonna do this, what did he call it? This therapeutic agreement. You didn't see anything like, hey, Drew, you should XYZ. Hey, Raph, you should XYZ. Both of them do have communication issues. Like, I will say that. Like, both of them have things they need to work on, but there is a true inherent issue with Raph when it comes to not only his toxic masculinity but also I want to say like a mental illness type situation his communication issues like there are just signs of him being very he is right 100% of the time and not being able to acknowledge any wrong and on top of that then talking down to a person that is your wife and that you're supposed to love unconditionally and protect and so I feel like there's deeper things at the core that no one is truly calling out to a point for him to listen to. If he claims to listen to Dr. Ken, that's Dr. Ken's responsibility to call out these true apparent signs. But it's just like, he's not. And that's what's confusing to me because I'm like, yeah, Drew may have flaws because she's a human being and we are flawed individuals. But there are certain things that Ralph's doing that's just wrong. Yeah, I. Um, it's funny you, you mentioned, so to that therapeutic, exercise whatever the heck he called it um it seemed like they were focusing more on the consequence like if you don't do the, it's not even so much what the exercise to be completed but more so if you don't complete the exercise for these 30 days he can ask for sex five times a day or she can ask you to watch the kids for days on end or whatever i was a little bit confused it's like okay are we just going through this exercise just to not lose or are we going through this exercise to actually improve the relationship all i'm gonna say is i pray to god that that little session that they're putting on air for all of us to watch and critique and kiki about and to be entertained i hope there's real therapy going on off screen because if there isn't and with these two i wouldn't put it past them they in trouble it's like you need a reward to make your marriage work like how about the reward is that your marriage doesn't fail yeah i didn't i didn't like how it was really consequence heavy like he was like i don't know she she can get this or that or you can ask for this or that and like if you don't want to do it then you have to do this like how old are you it's like kids right like if you don't want to get in trouble you better do what you need to do it's like no like let's focus on the things that we need to accomplish and like that is like the leader of the conversation but Honey, you know Dr. Ken is just collecting that check. How many times have we seen him on Um, Was he on Love and Hip Hop? Uh... Now, I was going to say, now, this is not the same ther Nini's therapist, even though I feel like Nini's therapist's name was Dr. Ken too, wasn't it? That's him! He looks so different. Yeah, he does look different. I think he's a little bit older. Yeah, you're right. I, well, okay, let me let me take a step back. Presumably, if this is the same man, he does look different, but I'm pretty sure it is. And yes, I'm pretty sure this is the same man that helped Nini back in the day. Who else? Did he help Cynthia or Portia at one point? Nini's therapist gave off a little older than this guy to me, but maybe not. I don't know. We got to look it up to confirm. Listeners, if you're out there, please, if you can look it up too with us, let us know on Instagram in the comments and 
please help us out because I'm pretty sure this is the same Dr. Ken that we have seen on season. It's like whenever anyone needs a therapist or they want to bring in a therapist storyline, they hit his phone. We've definitely seen other therapists throughout the seasons. Um, that I know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure this is the same guy, but honey, we, we just need to enlist the, uh, the help of our listeners to really help us confirm that because if it is cha-ching, <laughs> cha-ching honey. And we just going to hope and pray that he, along with whoever the true assigned therapist is, will help this couple to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> I need the on screen and the off screen. Okay. Anywho, honey, <laughs> enough of them for now, because you know, they come back later. Honey, they do. Honey, next were <laughs> Candy's New York advice. So I'm going to hit a pause right here and really just insert a nugget. For those of y'all that, like myself, who tune into Candy and the Gang, <laughs> um, that was good. That was good. That was good. That it was, was good. a key. If you watch Candy and the Gang, which LSS, long story short, is the spinoff that Candy and Todd secured to chronicle um, the staff at Old Lady Gang. Cha-ching! And not just Old Lady Gang, right? Don't they be at Blaze too a little bit or no? Yeah, yeah. It focuses on the staff at OLG. And I think there's two locations. I forget which which location, but it's specifically one location of OLG. And they will go to Blaze sometimes. And you know they get a pan shot of the outside and everything, you know, cross promotion, all that. Mm-hmm. Lisa Vanderpump from Robotch, Beverly Hills, did the exact same thing. So can't be mad at the, um, the Burris' Tuckers for securing that bag but if you watch that show then you picked up on this easter egg that man and woman so the guy is candy's they're like second cousins or something i'm forgetting his name but candy's like a big almost like a mother figure to him and then the girl is his girlfriend safari so candy really went up there got her family member and the girlfriend to hand out these invites wearing basically nothing for the NYC trip, it was a lot to unpack with that whole thing. What you think, eh? Were you were you intrigued? Honey, it was Kenya saying you could send a playbill. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> of all things. And you know what it was about at the end of the day? Honey, promotion. Plugging bedroom candy. Bedroom candy and candy in the cane, honey. Oh my gosh, that woman is... She's an icon at what she does. She's an evil genius. Safari was literally out there with no top and pasties on her nipple. Like, it was like... Okay. Aren't you cold? <laughs> I think he was on a leash, was he not? I think there was a leash involved. There were whips involved, something. They must be fresh out the dungeon. Yes, they must be. That segued into our trip to New York. We wake up early in the morning, 5 a.m., getting on the Sprinter, honey. Shout out to Candy and the budget. She wanted to make sure everyone was on time, which you know what these girls, historically speaking, they will be late for a flight. Mm -hmm. Everybody was on a Sprinter early morning, you know, and we see all the couples first, which for me, I had the same reaction, honestly, that Kenya had at first. Like, dang, when did this become a couples trip? Kenya comes on like, hold up. But my thing is, did Candy kind of, I guess maybe it wasn't explicit, but I feel like when they flash back to the TP, the tea party, it seemed as though Candy was like, bring your men if they want to come kind of thing. I mean, I would be, if I strolled up, I'm single and all my friends, men are there and I wasn't expecting it, I would also be a little perturbed, especially at 5 a.m. But did you peep Kenya's piece? Honey, hated it. it. That's also in my notes. Oh, no, eh? I didn't mind it. Uh-uh. Kenya's wig? I didn't mind it. 
it. Girl, she had that thing swooped. And I was like, oh, that's a given hat for me. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. See, no. The slander continues. I'm sorry. Now, I'm not saying that the material of the hair. The hair was human hair. The material? The <laughs> I'm not saying that the quality of the hair was bad, but the structure of that closure for me. Okay, I will give you that. It wasn't a 2021, 2022 piece. That I will agree with. I need the lace to be invisible. You know, she was giving you a little balayage moment a little bit with the highlights. Can we at least say it was better than the first piece? Honey, I thought it was the same one, honestly. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) She just threw some highlights in there. I am not a fan of Kenya Moore's wigs. I need Kenya to bring the old Kenya back. I want a mean loss, a leave out situation, you know, some clippings. I need that to come back because these wigs on Kenya, and again, it's not the quality of the hair. That's 100% Malaysian Remy something. Like, that is some bomb quality hair. Yaki. Honey, I mean yaki. But that closure... (laughs) Honey, put it this way. She needs to go hit up my good Judy, Alonzo Arnold, down there. Ooh. Shout out to my good Judy, Alonzo. <laughs> she needs to go down there and get a good lace. Now, because that lace is not plucked enough for me. It's just not. Okay, I will give you that. It was giving like 20, I'll give her 2014 closure where like technology has advanced. We are in, you know, that HD invisible 360 lace front kind of situation now. So, okay, I'll give you that. But this I didn't mind the piece. I, I'm going to give it about three and a half stars. Half a star for effort. Half a star for effort. I give it a three, Chad. Okay. So, yeah. And it was, I mean, the sprinter was nice and all, but honey, it was looking real tight in there. It was looking tight. It was looking tight, but honey, they made it through. They made it to the airport. They did. And on time. Honey, so we finally arrive into the big city, the concrete jungle, and we get to the hotel and we find out we're going to the penthouse suite ph straight to the top i'm not mad at it i'm not mad at it either but what i do want to get your two cents on is this sex story competition oh my god (laughs) that i don't understand but again it all makes sense first we got safari and oh boy in the dominatrix outfits and now of course we're talking about sex stories on a rooftop in new york city why not of course She's trying to connect the themes, but it's giving misconnection. But okay, we just gonna lean in. So the girls start going around, and I think Sonya kicked it off. And it was like a mile high story, which honestly is plausible. He is a Super Bowl winner. She is an Olympic gold medalist. Like, of course, they're gonna be probably on a jet at some point. So, of course, they would have had sex. Like, that's believable. Or American Air. Or American Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Honey, no shade, because I'm AA, but I'm just saying, honey, don't put it past people. It could be right there on that commercial flight, okay? You're right. It could happen. (laughs) So then I think we hear Ralph and Drew's story. Mm -hmm. And the way Ralph is telling it is just giving me cornball immediately. Like, he's just like, all right, so we were on, like, you're lying already. I already felt like he was just lying. I know, yeah, same. Honey, but you know the story that I did believe. Who? Miss Sheree Whitfield. Oh, absolutely, honey, because you know her. That one was believable. And that could have been either with Bob or after Bob because it's plausible either way. Yes, that one I believe. I know she'd be into some things. I think she said it was in the middle of the resort, middle of the day in front of everybody at the pool in DR. I was like, Mm -hmm. yes, ma'am, you go, sis. I was not mad at that one. Obviously, Marlo was 
playing games. Talk about some a giraffe licked her. But then that segued into Kenya ass and coyotes. And my thing is, why did they reward that stupid little fake story? Coyote blood? And then into a den of coyotes, girl. Into the tavern. It's like the coyote is still alive. I'm like, girl, come on. I would have given it. If Okay, so if it were your penthouse to give away, who would you have given it to? So I have two answers. First, I'm going to answer who I would give it to. And then secondly, I'm going to answer why I think Ken gave it to Kenya. Boom. So I, out of those stories, I would have given it to Sheree because I feel like she was the only one who was telling the truth. We're aligned on that. I think Sonya was probably telling the truth, but it was just a boring. You know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So between those two, since they were the two honest ones, I would have given it to Sheree. Mm -hmm. The reason why I think Candy gave it to Kenya, because if she would not have given it to Kenya, Kenya would have flipped shit. Like, she would have been so pissed. She would have been like, I'm traveling with Brooklyn. I got all these responsibilities. She would have walked out of that scene. It would have been a whole scene. And Candy did not feel like dealing with that. So she was just like, she literally threw the key at Kenya. She was like, huh, take it. Had coyote blood. That's her new nickname for the rest of the pod. Not coyote blood. <laughs> CB. <laughs> I honestly want to see like the unedited footage of the conversation leading up to that because you could tell they cut into just her giving the room to Kenya, but I'm sure it was some conversation before that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that was a mess. That coyote blood took me out. It was too much. I honestly love the giraffe lick. Yeah. That was cute. That literally made me LOL because it was like we were in a zoo, okay. Then there was a giraffe looking at us, okay. Then he bent down and licked me. I said, okay, come on. That was funny. That was a funny joke. Kenya's was just too much. And she's like, it's true, girl. Okay, CB. Exactly. Honey, what happened after that chat? All the women and the men um, are getting ready to for their night, which it seems as though they're going to stop by um, Todd's condo in Jersey and then go out for dinner. But before we see all of the folks come down back to the Sprinter van, we have a few little kiki moments in the individual bedrooms. The one that really struck me was the kiki between Marlo and Sheree, where they were throwing shade. They definitely were throwing shade on like, why are we going to the condo? What's the point of that? I think Marlo said something what did she say? Furnished list apartment? Yes, honey. She definitely called it the furniture list apartment. She was about to throw shade and Todd actually being in these streets, but honey, she backed up out of that. She was like, honey, no, let me not say that. <laughs> you saw that? Yup. Honey, it's funny how Marlo moves now because before she had that peach, ruthless, honey. She was just no rules. And now that she's got the peach secured, She's still the same Marlo, but she's giving us peach holder, not friend of the show, which I can appreciate. And honey, did you peep Sheree in that scene? She was leaning in closer. She's like, well, what did they say? Well, what did they say about him now? Uh, <laughs> it's really like old school kickies. It's like, what do Like so quick and loud. Did you peep? <laughs> honey, Marlo said that. She said, no, let me not say that, honey. She's like, oh, yeah, let me stop. Uh-huh, because Sheree was about to pick. She was like this with the bone. I had the mouth open, but to pick it up and carry. She was, well, what did I say about y'all? Da, 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 da. Marla said, you know what? I know who, I know you, and I know how you do. Never mind, JK, abort. We not doing this. Exactly. And Marla said that because you know Candy do not play with her man, okay? She don't play with her money, and she don't play with her man. Those two in. Don't fuck there. with it. Do not fuck with KBT. There was another Kiki too between Sonya and Ross. Did you have thoughts on that? Um, well, my first thought was that 
I just loved it. I even had a note earlier when she answered the door with the invites. That top that she had was so cute. But my note for them in the bed was just that Sonya is going to address Drew. And I am, again, a fan of Sonya as a new housewife because she's not playing it safe. She's like, look, obviously I'm new. Obviously I'm going to have to, you know, hold my own. So she's like, oh, I got an issue with Drew. I'm going to say something about it. And I'm with her for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad too because it's just, it's so genuine. Like, if you have a friend, and I'm assuming that um, Sonya and Drew have some type of friendship that was built before they started recording, but this isn't like her ride or die. So if you have someone who you've met, you're getting along with, you're associated with, I think is most important, and you see them doing some foul sh call them out. Like, let them know, listen, what you're doing, I don't condone, and I'm going to let it be known in this group of ladies because what happens? Guilty by association. It's about who you're who you're surrounded with. And she, you know, she's very middle of the road, Sonia. It seems like she's very level-headed, and she doesn't want to impress upon the women that she plays by the same rules that Drew's, Drew plays by, which are apparently no rules at all. She wants to maintain her good name in these Rahua streets. So I appreciate that. And Ross was what? Right there supporting her. Right there supporting her. And looking at his woman talking about, so, ooh, you getting my woman pretty. I was like, yes, Ross. With those perfect teeth. Come perfect. on, Ross. Perfection, mm -hmm. honey. It's the Colgate. Honey, it's the Colgate. Honey and veneers. But anyway, <laughs> so the... <laughs> So, honey, the girls get all dolled up and they get in the sprinter to head where? Jersey. <laughs> you laughing? It's been, you know, I was, okay. I do love the scene of all of them piled in the van heading to Jersey. Um, and especially the topic of condo gate. Um, just discussing like, you know, Candy versus Todd, their perspectives and where they're coming from. But it was, it was an interesting choice for them to go all, schlep all the way to Jersey to see this condo and then schlep, I'm assuming back to the city. But I thought that was an interesting choice. Now, let's unpack condo gate because when I tell you I am so torn, I am truly torn. I'm more torn than ever now because yes. when the producers added the flashback to the Porsche conversation and talking about Todd saying some, that he was some other man's name in New York with some woman previously. Marvin. Marvin's room. Marvin. <laughs> Shout out Drake. Shout out to Drake. I and JoJo, honey, depending on the version that you like, and Lil Wayne. Anyway, I forgot all about that piece of tea that Portia dropped. Now, with that being said, we do recall that obviously Phaedra was lying and there were lies being told during that time. So Portia could have just been bringing that tea out of her ass. But let's say for the sake of this discussion that she was not and where there's smoke, there's fire and that Todd does have, you know, some underhanded things because to, from Candy's point while in the Sprinter, Candy even admitted to saying that she can be very insecure when he's going out with his friends, when he's out here partying. And my thing is if a wife or anybody, any partner says that they're insecure about their partner being out and not being with them, that's a red flag for me because it's like, one, why are they feeling insecure? And two, why is the other partner not ensuring that that partner is secure? Because if you have good communication and you're able to talk things out, there shouldn't be any issues if he's out here staying in the condo or whatever. But if she don't trust him, honey, that's something deeper. Now, the beauty of Todd and Candy's relationship that is blatant and very clear to see as a viewer, it clear to digest as well, is that they speak about their problems in a very productive way. 
they get straight to the source. Like if you compare their relationship or marriage, marital issues to Drew and Ralph, the biggest difference is they don't stay on the surface. They start to go deep. Todd started to break down about, you know, he's in Atlanta all the time in her comfort zone with her family where she's literally born and raised candy. Atlanta is her home. Todd is from New York. That's where he's comfortable, where his family is, um, where he built a life for a number of years. Um, and really kind of built the case for himself on some like, it's all about compromise. Like I'm in your world 99.9% .9 of the time, the 0.1% that you're in my world, you just have to accommodate. I mean, that's, that's the meaning of marriage. And then on Candy's side, we, to your point, we see, uh, you know, kind of where her insecurities lie. And it's not just about the condo. Like it's not about the condo We're we go deeper than that. And I was really torn in that moment because we hear the women kind of giving Candy that feedback. Come on, Candy, you need to work on that. You need to you know compromise a bit you need to see where he's coming from so it's not about a freaking condo in jersey it's it's so much deeper and then of course they go into the businesses on kind of candy star is shining brighter than todd's understandably um but kenya brought up the point candy has been famous over half her life she is a hard worker but she's used to being the brightest star in the room as far as you know her circles i'm sure her friends her family all of that this is candy's first husband obviously she has a child obviously she's had previous relationships but this is her first and we gonna claim it only marriage so you know she's inexperienced in that too and so i thought it was a beautiful moment for the women to kind of give her that feedback in real time and again for them to just really unpack the source of where their issues lie and not keep it on the surface and argue about a freaking condo that doesn't matter because at the end of the day these are millionaires like a condo like that it's not even it's not like can we afford the condo we need to get rid of the condo because of financial no it's like they have obviously have the luxury to keep and maintain the condo um but what issues kind of do does the condo bubble up to the surface for for them in, in their relationship and that's that was the beauty of that scene to me is like and that's what you get with todd and candy especially todd todd will really take it there it's like well we're really talking about a but i'm on h with the it. condo symbolizes something deeper in their relationship it's like let's let's work through actually you know growing through this and 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 truly getting to a space where we can have these types of conversations and i feel valued and equal just like you feel valued and equal and it do be some deep shit so I respect Todd. I respect Todd. I applaud them. I applaud them for that. Initially, I was kind of like, why are they talking about? Like, you know, but it was a, an ex. I mean, I wrote down, I was like, great discussion. And that's the difference, I think, between them and Drew and Ralph is like, they can't get anywhere because they don't talk about anything of sub substance. They don't go down to the root of the issue, like what's really underlying. Um, so, honey, that, that was on the nice old ride of Jersey. I'm sure they had some time to kill. Honey, they had to discuss it. And Todd, they crossed that bridge. And Todd is like, look, if my stuff blow up, you know, you're going to be looking on the side. And honey, when he said that and Marla was like, Todd's shit might blow up without candy or without candy's money. Honey, that was shady. I mean, it was shady, but it's probably back. So, I mean, you know, and yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Honey, but then they finally get to the apartment and it's regular, but honestly, it's it can be redone and it can be salvaged. So again, I'm still seeing both points like, I see the side of Todd, like, hey, we have this space. Let's remodel it. Let's gut it. Hell, Kenya offered to be the contractor. Like, let's redo it up and do it that way. But I also see it from Candy's side in that we can just get another place. So 
I don't know. It was cute, honey. Maybe they can hire Kenya. She can redo the uh, remodel and everything. She can get that check. Now, if you bring me into an apartment and you rip out all the walls and the floors and it's a brand new spanking apartment slash condo from the, the previous situation, I might can make that work. Oh, no, yeah. Then we might get talk. <laughs> it's like everything has been ripped out and redone. It's pretty much a brand new condo at that point, Miss Candy. Like, come on. I will say that at the end, it seemed like Candy told him, like, let's go ahead and do it. I don't know if she was saying let's go ahead and go or let's go ahead and do it, but I'm sure we'll see. But, yeah, I agree. If if my man going to remodel the whole place, then, child, give me my place. <laughs> a new set of keys with it as well. Change the lock. New keys. Matter of fact, new door. Just put a new door up there to, you know. Mm. All that jazz. Honey, so then, where did they go next, Shad? They had to keep it at Jersey, I think, and kept it at dinner. Are we in one of the boroughs? Are we still <laughs> over in Jersey land? The angle of the city was still giving me Jersey, so they probably wanted to keep it over there, logistically speaking. True. Honey, and the intro conversation, interesting enough, dropped by our new girl, Sonya, is on wedding rings. And that both Candy and Drew don't wear their wedding rings. And what were your thoughts on that? That was really interesting, especially can I don't know, especially Candy. Like she strikes me as someone who is more traditional. So, and I mean, Todd had his ring on, so I don't know. I mean, but he wasn't tripping, at least what we saw. So I don't know. It was interesting. I mean, if I'm married, I'm wearing my ring all the time. Absolutely. Now Drew was saying the uh, pregnancy, the weight gain. I don't know. There might be where there's smoke, there's fire there. Um, did they say anything? Was Ralph wearing his ring? Yeah. Okay. Which so was it, also shocking to me. Yeah. Because I would expect Ralph to not have his on and Drew to have hers on. But yeah. Oh, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm I I'm a traditional girl, so I would be wearing my ring all the time. But yeah, same, same. And then they continue the conversation and they start getting into Drew and Ralph. And Kenya points out that Ralph reminds her of her ex-husband, Mark. <laughs> And if I ain't never agreed with Kenya Moore before, I agree with her there, The one thing I have learned from this episode from Kenya Moore is that this woman came out of her marriage with the new outlook on relationships. And a lot of what she was saying, 99.9%, .9%, if not 100%, totally made sense. Like, it's just, it's interesting to see kind of pre-married Kenya and her outlook on guys. I mean, hell, her first... Her very first season with Walter and all of kind of like the, the ins and outs of like her own relationships and just her outlook on men versus now that she's come out of the divorce from Mark. It's like she seems extremely level headed. She's speaking from experience and she, you know, I'm sure has that kind of PTSD trauma from a not so great relationship. And now she's really speaking truth into these situations, into these conversations in a way I never expected from Miss Kenya Moore. I really was appreciating the points that she was making in this moment. Same, honey. And honestly, she's telling the truth. And as soon as the producers wrote the original Gaslight story, the prequel with um, Mark Daly, I'm like, 100% true, 100% true. And she was really calling out Ralph for everything that he does. And it's interesting that Drew accepted that and agreed with what Kenya was saying because she could finally see that, oh, wow, like this woman is... She crazy, but she's telling the truth. Like, she is calling him out on his bullshit in a way that I cannot or do not do. And so, honey, Kenya was letting him have it. And it seemed, for the most part, everyone was on that same page and recognizing that Raph needed to change. But shortly thereafter, honey, Marlo calls out Drew and being like, well, look here, girl. The reason why he treating you like that is because you let him treat him like that. 
And the next thing I know, the whole table was like, well, Drew, is actually your fault. Mm-hmm. It was funny the way they switched like that when they said um, she can't let things go. She doesn't really take accountability. And um, I think Sonia made the point. She's like, you got, you have to teach somebody how to love you. All's fair in love and war. Like, I feel like it's easy to see both sides. And they were making very valid points. Obviously, both of them are highly imperfect, as we all are. But especially in their relationship, it seems like they bring out kind of the worst in each other in the moments that we see on screen, at least. I'll credit them. You know, I'm sure they'll ha- they have tons of happy moments as well. But from what we see from the Sodora Pittmans is, you know, that they do kind of bring out not the greatest qualities in each other and they're kind of equally toxic in that way so i actually yeah i appreciated them calling him out but also saying listen girl you ain't perfect either and from what they see and experience being around them like they both can improve which i think was important yeah i don't know it was a really interesting topic and i think that ralph sort of got defensive which is why they switched it over which i don't necessarily agree with because it's like yeah drew has her flaws and her faults but ralph has serious issues at the core that i just feel like need to be addressed and they're just not being addressed at all but obviously for the conversation they had to switch it onto drew because then sheree wanted to bring out her receipts to the conversation and honey that was a mic drop moment because I was not expecting her to have photographic evidence. Honey, that's what we call a digital receipt. An e-receipt. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> but literally, she had to bring them out. And if you notice earlier, Drew said that she was not going to bring that up to rap. So I'm wondering if she thought they weren't going to bring it up. Like, it's no way she didn't think they were going to talk about this on this trip. Come on. Especially Sheree. That exchange at the tea party, like there was no way she was not going to bring that up directly to Ralph with accompanied receipt. Um, So, you know, it's like, I'm not lying. This person, Anthony, assistant number two, three or four. I don't know what number he is. Two and a half. Two and a half, zero, if you will. Um, Probation, uh, assistant number probation in black and white. Like this is what I was told. So, I mean, we love a good recept into the conversation so i wasn't mad at it i am definitely tuned in to see where we go with that piece of info next week i would imagine either they're going to say that the assistant is lying is clout chasing but i have a theory what's that i feel like that whole dinner showed me that drew is more like kenya than we think And Kenya calls it out. Kenya's saying, you know, she is dealing with this man who's controlling, who's manipulative. But I think on top of that, she also has the tendency to embellish her stories or her livelihood, her experiences a little bit, just like Kenya Moore is historically known for doing. And so I have a theory that this assistant business is really Drew's doing. Mm. Because why is that assistant still around? Why is he still in the picture? He's on probation. Okay. But for her to even brush to the side when she originally even heard the tea, that assistant dropped it, lets me know that, okay, either you knew about the rumor before it happened or you had something to do with the rumor for the show. Yeah, it's a messy assistant situation both on both Drew and Ralph's side. Like, I don't know. You, I mean, that's a very valid um, theory, and I think that we will see more of that whole story unfold as we move throughout the season but very very plausible something drew would do unfortunately honey so i'm tuned in i am tuned in we're still in new york 
So it should be fun this week. Yeah, so next week we'll see the couples and ladies attend the play um, that Kenny has produced in New York. So that'll be exciting. And then we see some bubbling between Sonya and Drew about, you know, calling her out about her behavior, etc. So yeah, I think we'll have a lot to kiki about part two to the New York trip, if you will, next week. So I'm definitely staying tuned in. Samesies, samesies. Honey, who was your Peach of the Week this week? Hmm, let me see. So the past two weeks, I've given it to Candy. Um, I think this week I'm going to switch it up. And I'm going to give my POTW to Sonia. Mm. I'm going to give it to Sonia. I see that she was really in her wifey bag this week. Um, we see, you know, her relationship with Ross, which we just adore them as a couple. As we kikied about earlier on the pod, her kind of taking a stand, um, really, you know, kind of establishing what is right versus wrong for her in her book and making it known and vocalizing to those people who she thinks she is not moving in the right way, letting that be known. How that kind of lands i think we have to stay tuned but she just seems like she's handling her shit in a very mature grown-up way um and for that she gets my pot dub okay you know i'm a Sonya fan so i'm here for that you tell me a well who you giving it to this week are we aligned this week are we still off base a little bit are we at war i think i'm gonna shock the people this week oh lord child because i tend to be against this housewife but i feel like this week she just really stood up in a way that i needed her to stand up so i'm giving peach of the week to miss kenya Moore. wow i am because you know i cannot stand ralph and his childish ways and i feel like she honestly removed the kenya Moore housewife hat and she just stepped into kenya Moore, a black woman who has been hurt who has gone through shit at the hands of a toxic man and she had to call rap out on his bullshit and i respect her so much for that because he needed to hear that and i think that's why he was all shook didn't know what to say and so her actually standing up despite what her and drew have going on despite all that she actually stood up for what was right and told him about herself and so for me i'm gonna have to give her my pot dub wow okay Okay. I mean, I'm still shout out Ken. I'm still standing firm in um, Sonya, Miss Sonya Richards Ross. Don't forget the Ross. Okay. Don't forget the Ross, Miss Ross. If you're nasty. Listen, we don't forget the Ross, and we know why. Um, But I see where you're coming from because Kenya did really, you know, put on her big woman panties as well this episode, and just almost broke the fourth wall in a way. Like, just listen, girl. Fuck all this camera shit. Fuck all this, all this, this and that. This is what's real, especially in these relationships. And she's speaking from a place of experience and a place of hurt. So um, I see, but I'm still hashtag team Sanya all the way. Honey, gold medal on this side. Okay. Honey, listeners, let us know who you think the Peach of the Week should be this episode. Should it be Miss Sonya Richards-Ross, the Olympic gold medalist? Or should it be an oldie but a goodie, Miss Kenya Moore? Yes, please let us know your thoughts. Honey, let us know. Any other thoughts before we sign off for the week, Miss Frizz? I'ma just say, um, I'm really enjoying so far. I hope you guys are too, with the Kiki, with the breakdown, with AJ and Fresha. Um, and I'm just, you know, continuing to stay tuned in and I'm excited. I'm excited for, as each episode rolls out, I'm excited to see what's coming next. I am as well. I think we're finally revving up a little bit. We're on that 
rise before we get to the climax. So, honey, I'll be back next week right here, same time, same place to get into it with you. Honey, you know where to find me. Okay, girl. I'll holla. Bye. Thanks for listening to Black Reality Kiki. Like and subscribe for more from your favorite Black Reality gurus. Till next time, keep it peachy, y'all. Bye.